wandering around the dark castle, you suddenly hear the most beautiful singing voice. As you are pulled to the grand room where the singing is coming from, you realize that you should be alone tonight. You carefully open the door to the theater, trying to make as little noise as possible. When you enter the room, the singing stops. The air suddenly gets cold around you, a sign that something is not quite right. As you approach the stage, you see her, the opera singer who once owned the castle over 100 years ago. You lock eyes with her as she slowly fades away. Welcome to the Dark Wales Tours podcast with me, Matthew Rose. One of the most haunted castles in Wales is said to be Craganos Castle in Powys, South Wales. The castle is a relatively new castle in terms of Wales' many ancient castles. It was built between 1841 and 1843 by Captain Rice Davis Powell, who became a county magistrate and a high sheriff of Brecknock. Captain Powell had wanted the castle to become his family seat of power. He wanted to create a dynasty that lasted for centuries. However, this was not to be. Captain Powell had usurped the inheritance of some close blood relatives, the Dutch Overbeek family, and this had incurred their wrath. It was said that a curse was placed upon the Powell family. A curse that did not wait long to take effect. In 1851, Powell's younger son died of cholera and his wife and younger daughter both died before Captain Powell himself died in 1862. The oldest son and heir of the Powell fortune died before he could produce any children of his own. He died in a hunting accident in 1864. The castle therefore passed to the last Powell, a daughter, Sarah, who married Captain Alloway. Sarah lived in Kraganos until her husband's death in 1875, after which she moved to Tembe and sold the castle. The castle was eventually bought by Morgan Morgan of Abercrave for £6,000. Morgan, with his family and his son's family, also called Morgan Morgan, lived together in the castle. This, however, only lasted for two years, as in 1878, the castle was bought by famed opera singer Adelina Patti, who wanted to make it her own private estate. Patti spent the rest of her life in Kraganos Castle, only leaving to perform in opera houses around the world. After her marriage to French tenor Ernesto Nicolini, Patti made changes to the castle, including building a private theatre so she could entertain her many guests various parties and gatherings. Adelina not only paid for changes to the castle, but also partly funded the creation of the Neath and Brecon Railway, Kraganos Station. Due to this contribution, a private road from the castle to the station was built, and Patty received her own private coach that could be attached to any train to take her 
anywhere in the UK at any time she wanted. Adelina Patti also had the winter gardens built, which allowed her and her guests to take walks in the garden during the wet and cold winter days. In 1918, to aid morale during the long war years, Patti presented the gardens to the people of Swansea. Adelina Patti died in 1919, and the castle was bought by an organisation dedicated to treating the tuberculosis outbreak in Wales in the early 1920s. The castle was renamed the Adelina Patti Hospital at the request of her widower. The first patients were admitted in 1922. Kragenos was then turned into a hospital for the elderly from 1959 and was eventually closed as a hospital in 1986. In 1988, the Kragenos Castle Company bought the castle and started the long process of restoring it to its former glory. It was open to the public for various functions, but the company was hit hard by the financial recession of the 1990s. The castle was purchased by Dr. John Trevor Jones and his wife Penelope, who carried on the restoration, including re-roofing the theatre and installing central heating. In order to fund the work, the couple opened the castle for wedding receptions, fairs and festivals. When the couple retired in 2000, they sold the castle to Salclean Limited, who opened it up as a hotel. Since then, there have been many reports of sightings, of shadowy figures, phantom voices coming from the theatre, and people being touched by invisible forces. As darkness descends and engulfs the castle, the rooms start to feel less friendly. The corridors begin to harbour dark corners, where eyes emerge watching as you go. The theatre also takes on a different feeling, a mixture of happiness and something else, something more foreboding. It was not just Adelina Patti who held strong feelings and memories towards the theatre and the stage. It was her lover, the Italian composer, Giocini Rossini, who she commemorated by having his initials in the middle of the curtain frame in Kragenos Theatre. This greatly upset Adelina's second husband, the French tenor Ernesto Nicolini, who felt slighted. However, in order for this trio to haunt Kragenos, then we have to look at the theory of ghosts that says you don't have to die in a place in order to haunt it. Out of the three, only Adelina Patti died at Kragenos Castle. Nicolini and Rossini both died in France. So why then would the spirits of all three be at Kragenos? It could be that only one of the spirits is an actual ghost in the traditional sense, and the other two are just a projection of the spirit's memories. Patty died in the castle, and if her ghost is still there, it could want to be surrounded by the figures of those who loved her most. As the ghost sings, the images of her husband and her lover may appear to keep her company and to listen to her. Or could it be perhaps that it is due to the heightened emotions played out 
that the actual spirits of the lovers and the spirit husband are now condemned to share the castle for all eternity. Patty singing in the theatre she had dedicated to her lover and the two men in her life looking from the shadows, waiting for the moment to either whisk her away or to keep her from her true love. Whatever the truth is, this tense love triangle has imprinted itself onto the universe and replays these tense moments, having the figures of the three involved appear night after night together. These spirits are not the only ones to have their presence felt. Not all of the spirits at Kragonos stay in the theatre. Some like to wander the castle and its various rooms. As visitors look around the castle, they sometimes get the feeling that something is pressed on their chest and they suddenly find it very hard to breathe. This usually occurs in the rooms that held the worst patients when the castle was used as a TB hospital. Could it be that the pain and agony felt by those unfortunate patients has sent a ripple through time, affecting those that stand in the very place the patient did when the pain was too much? Or could it be something even more sinister? The spirits of those that succumbed to the TB could still be roaming in the hallways and rooms of Crag and Noss, angry that they met their end in such a painful way. As time has gone by, that anger has materialised in the form of causing pain to anyone they can. But sightings of ghostly figures date back to when the hospital was at its height. In the middle of the night, when the castle was consumed by darkness, the nurses would do their rounds. Checking on the poor patients, making sure they were as comfortable as possible and administering any medicine that was needed. They would go bed to bed, room to room. The nurses already would feel tired. They'd finish up and head towards their quarters. Suddenly, something would catch their eye through the darkness. They were sure they have seen something moving toward the staircase. Thinking that it could only be a patient who has left their beds and are wandering the dark corridors, the nurse would head to the staircase. Upon reaching the foot of the stairs, the nurse stops in fright, fixated on the figure that now glares from the darkness. A figure of a man, standing in the middle of the stairs, glaring at the poor, frightened nurse. As the two lock eyes, the nurse realises that the figure is slowly disappearing into the darkness. As the figure fades away, the nurse is stunned. She's alone. Who this figure might be is a mystery. It could be this figure dates back to a time before Adelina Patti purchased the castle and now has free roam of the castle and its many rooms, making its presence known, not wanting to be overshadowed by the famous opera singer and her love triangle. We have already discussed other haunted hospitals within Wales in season one. Castles and hospitals seem to be a natural place to find a haunting, as they're the most common places where people die. Once abandoned and left to be reclaimed by nature, it seems this is the time when more and more people 
report seeing or hearing the echoes of the past. Sightings of former patients or the phantom cries of those once placed in the care of doctors are more prolific in ruined hospitals than in working ones. Could this be because the constant noise and activities of a hospital drowns out the sounds of those not of this world, but once all the living leave, the spirits of the dead can be heard. Whereas the hauntings of Kraganos seem to date before the hospital closed, it does seem that it was only after the people started to feel the tightness in their chests and difficulty breathing. There are, of course, many theories of what ghosts are, but one theory that we have spoken of before is the atmospheric echo. The theory that states that the emotional energy that we release in times of heightened emotional states, happiness, sadness, joy and pain, is imprinted onto the universe and can, if the conditions are right, be unleashed and will replay itself. This theory has been studied all over the world and in some cases, such as in the Prince of Wales in Kenfig, as we looked at in Season 1, this can be proven using scientific methods. In such cases, the walls of buildings can be made of silica, the same material the tape recorders are made from. So the walls act like a tape recorder in itself and record the sounds from the past, replaying them in the future. This theory seems to be able to explain phantom sounds, but what about ghosts that seem to interact with the person who sees them? These spirits seem to be able to come back to places that played important parts in their lives. Sometimes these spirits can actually talk to the living, either directly or through someone, such as a medium. Kraganos Castle is currently being used as a popular wedding venue and hotel. It embraces its supernatural reputation and has hosted ghost hunts and ghost tours over the years. The most common manifestation seems to be the faint sound of voices, either patty singing or a male laughter. These sounds never seem to have any earthly explanation and are often picked up on recording devices and on some occasions have been clearly heard by the human ear. The castle itself is a beautiful location and perfect for a fairy tale wedding. But as darkness descends and guests prepare for bed, they may discover that they have been joined by phantom figures who watch them from the dark corners of the rooms. The castle is not the only location in the area that is said to be haunted. Nearby, there is a series of caves called Danarogov otherwise known as the National Show Caves of Wales. These caves were discovered in 1912 by the Morgan Brothers and have subsequently been explored and opened by various cavers over the years. Among the natural beauty of the underground caves, there have been bones from up to 42 different people found, as well as countless animal bones. These finds could explain the eerie feelings some people have while they're inside the caves. Throughout the years, many people have tried to spend the night inside the system of caves, with very few actually managing to stay the whole night. The majority leave 
during the night, saying that they had very uneasy feelings and knew they had to leave as soon as possible. In recent years, people have claimed to have heard a female voice coming from the depths of the caves, breaking the silence in the darkness. The voice is always accompanied by knocking sounds, reverberating off the walls and echoing all around the caves, threatening to bring the walls tumbling down on top of those who has disturbed the spirit's eternal peace. No one has been brave enough to try to communicate with this female spirit. Yet, who she is and why she is down there still remains a mystery until she is approached and tells her story. With the caves only being publicly known in 1912, it could be that she is the ghost of a caver who ventured too deep and couldn't return to the land above. Or could it be that she is one of the 42 people whose bones were found in the cave? These remains show that the Morgan brothers did not discover the caves, they in fact rediscovered them. For there to be remains inside the caves, it means that centuries ago the caves were well known, especially to locals who might have used the caves to bury their dead. The bones date back to the Bronze Age about 3,000 years ago. So communicating with the spirit may prove difficult if she is indeed from this time, as she would not be able to understand the language due to the centuries that separate us. Caves have been used as tombs for centuries all over the world. The most well known being the burial tombs of the pharaohs of Egypt in the Valley of the Kings. The most famous of which is of course the tomb of Tutankhamun. Here in Wales, there was a very special burial cave that was rediscovered in 1823, the Pavilion Caves in the Gower Peninsula, South Wales. The skeleton found within this cave was given the name the Red Lady of Pavilion, due to the fact that the cave it was found in was dyed blood red. It wasn't until advancement in technology that the skeleton was revealed to be a young man and not a lady. Around the body, they were found to be broken mammoth tusk ivory wands. These have led researchers to speculate that the body was that of a druid or a wise man, whose instruments of magic were so powerful and personal that when the man died, they had to be buried with him. The idea that objects can hold the power of the spirit after death could also explain why some museums are said to be haunted as the objects they have hold the ghosts of their former owners. When the objects are moved, the ghosts move with them. That recent antique you purchased may hold more than just historical significance. If you have your own stories of ghostly sightings, strange occurrences, or are interested in learning about a specific part of Welsh history, please email us on darkwales at hotmail.com. Please be sure to review and share this podcast and don't forget to follow Dark Wales Tours on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. You can also find more news and information about the physical tours we conduct and other projects by visiting www.darkwalestours.co.uk Until next time, Jochen Vau. Thank you.
very much. The Dark Wales Tours podcast is produced and delivered by Matthew Rose and Luke Alcock, owners of Dark Wales Tours. <laughs>